Thank you for listening to the podcast of John Thiel Maasbach. We hope it inspires you and pray this message will bless you. The message today is let not your heart be troubled. I think it's a wonderful message for you today. It's a word for this hour. It's a word for you for this time that we are living in together that is full of troubles. But the Lord Jesus, he said in John chapter 14, verse 1, let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. We are living in troublesome times. I I think it's the same all over the world. And I want to say this message is truth today, and it's also truth in 100 years. Maybe you hear my words years after I've preached them today in the studio, but the words of the gospel are faithful, powerful, the same, unchangeable, and they are the truth for you right now in your time and day. If I just think of it, what my father taught me, he said, John, whenever you preach a sermon, it must be in such a way that even in a hundred years, that message can still be preached. And that's how I like to preach my sermons, that it's the word of God that does not change. And this word hasn't changed, is not changed, and will not be changed. That Jesus said to you and to me even today, in the same way that he spoke to his disciples, don't let your heart be troubled. They had troubles in their days, almighty troubles. And all throughout history, I see times of trouble. Oh, sometimes we think, yes, but but what I'm going through today, oh, they never in history ever experienced something like what we are experiencing today. Well, I don't believe that is the truth. If I read the stories in the Bible, but also the history books, if I read the stories, the mighty testimonies of people, and, and there are great stories to read of those that through faith overcame great obstacles, maybe some of them died as a martyr, but when you read their story, how God was with them, you read that they had the peace in their heart, even though they were living in a time of great trouble. And maybe today you are in the midst of great troubles. And of course, I believe that God is able to change your situation, to supply in your need, to change whatever needs to be changed and to do a miracle to get you out of your troubles. But this word, it doesn't talk about what you are going through, but it talks about your inner man. Your inner man should be at peace because you know that God is the same and Jesus Christ, his son, accomplished it all. We have the victory in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. And because of that, every promise of the Bible is yes and amen in Jesus Christ. And so there is also a river flowing of peace that cannot be altered. There is a fountain of joy that should be in your soul, even in the midst of the greatest circumstances. If I think of the political atmosphere, oh, (laughs) what to say, what to say, what to say. I never preach about politics. But of course, when we look around the world, we see that there is so much distrust and we see that they... Well, they have come to the point that they really actually hate each other and want to destroy each other and bring each other down, and it's hurting the nations, and it's the work of the devil, but it's there, and it's impacting the lives of people. If I think of those 
that are in business. It's a difficult time for business. It's a difficult time to get a good working contract and to get a good salary and to be able to pay your bills. And if it goes on like this, well, I think you don't have to be a great Einstein of economics to understand that the world just cannot cope with these financial things anymore. Either this system will go bankrupt or something will change, but but financially, this is unbearable, becoming unbearable for so many. But if I just think of those people at home and the trials that they have at home, just with their marriage or raising their children in this time and age, oh, it's difficult to raise your children that they will be pure and holy in the gospel. There are so many influences and so many things to disrupt the peace at home, to disrupt the peace between a loving couple. Oh, they used to love each other, spend time with each other, didn't want to spend time with anybody else but each other. But now you feel the tension and it's building and they are even to the brink that they have thoughts to divorce and the children are there or grandchildren are there and it's a mess. Oh, maybe they ran to the wrong counselors. They ran to the wrong advisors. And now they are in the midst of a divorce and they are they are destroying each other's life. All oh, the trials at home. People have great troubles at home. And then I didn't even speak about the troubles in church life. All oh, the churches that have been torn and ripped apart. Brother against brother and strife and there's jealousy and so many other things that have brought down the wonderful presence of God, the wonderful working of the Holy Spirit, the working of miracles. And now it's only this man thing, human thing, organization that's there. And there's no love of the Lord anymore. There's materialism and other things. And it's so difficult as a pastor to keep the church aflame, to keep the church together, to keep the church focused, to keep the church working, moving forward for the goal and purpose that we are still here in this world today. And it's a troublesome time for many pastors today with all there is from the outside coming in, but also on the inside. It's a troublesome time and there are so many troubles, but Jesus knew that there would always be these troublesome times. And so troubles, well, what should I say about it? Maybe the focus is here, the focus is there, but troubles have always been there. But Jesus came and he said that he came to bring the kingdom of his father. And he said, the kingdom of the father is here right now. It is in the hearts of the believers. Oh, Jesus, he was there with his disciples and they were like little lambs that he carried and that he held against his bosom. He was that loving shepherd that was with them always. And they were about to be left alone by him. Yes, because he was going to leave them in the flesh. He had to go to the cross. And after the cross, he would be with them a few days. And then he would go back to the father. And they would be there as little lambs amidst of the howling wolves. They would be there to feel the terrors of the snowstorm. Yes, when he was there, it was like a hothouse. It was so warm. And the atmosphere was so beautiful as they came together and he would talk with them so intimately and they would grow and flourish and they were changing, becoming world changers. I still believe that God is bringing world changes 
in the world today. Oh, he is raising them up. We'll get to that in a moment. But they were there as tender plants, and he was taking care of them in such a wonderful way. They didn't have to be so afraid of the wintry world that was outside of them with all the frost trying to destroy them because he was there surrounding them. But it was time for him to go back to the Father after he would have fulfilled his mission on the cross for the salvation of all of mankind. And I can understand that they had that feeling like Elisha when Elijah was taken away, that Elisha, he cried out and he said, my father, my father, the chariots of Israel and the horsemen thereof. Oh, he cried out, my father, my father. And so I can understand that the disciples, oh, when Jesus left them, they were still staring up to the sky and they must have thought the same. Oh, our father, my father, Oh, my big brother, as we would say today, they saw him leave and depart from them. Oh, I think of David. He wrote that wonderful psalm, Psalm 23. And in that psalm, he speaks about the green pastures. And he said, the Lord makes me to lie down in green pastures. And he leads me beside the still waters. What a wonderful season of your life. If you can head out to the green pastures, if you can sit by the still waters and enjoy all that wonderful sound of the water flowing by and take a sip, a drink of that clear, pure water to satisfy your thirst and eat the green grass that is supplied and the fruit that is there. Oh, how wonderful it is to lay there and to enjoy the peace, the rest and the joy of the Lord while he is there as a shepherd standing over you, guarding you, taking care of you, keeping away the wolves and all the other things that could hurt you or damage you. Oh, the shepherd, oh, how wonderful it is to be in his arms against his bosom and to feel his heartbeat that is beating with love for you. And so, yes, it is wonderful to be in such a season. But if I think of David, oh, his whole story is not Psalms 23. If you read the stories of David, oh, he had to go out there as a little boy to face that great, awful giant Goliath when nobody else dared to fight that giant. Oh, and he went there and he shut the mouth of that giant and put him ashamed. And he was there for the glory of God. And so we also have to face the giants today. We have to go out today and we have to be there to face those troubles and to face those problems, and to face the giants, and the mountains, and the bears. Well, there are so many different ways to paint a picture of the things that can be against us. But even though we are in the midst of all those situations, with all those troubles piling up against us, our heart should be at peace. As the Lord says, don't let your heart be troubled. Oh, don't let your heart be troubled. Oh, I must think of Daniel as he was in that foreign kingdom with all those occultic forces and idolatry around him, surrounding him. But if you read the book of Daniel, he was a man that could say, well, my heart was not troubled because the Lord was with me. He was in connection with the Father in prayer every day. God was with him safely bringing him out of the lion's den, safely bringing him 
through every opposition and trial and problem. And in the midst of it all, I read that he had a heart that was full of the peace of God. David read his Psalms. Oh, many times he talks about his troubles, but every time, oh, he falls back on the peace of God that never left him, how God was with him always. And how much more could we say today, God is with us because we are living in this great season where the Holy Spirit has been poured out all over the world and you have the Holy Spirit in you if you are a born-again believer. And if you're not a born-again believer yet, today is the day to be born again. Hallelujah. Through the blood of Jesus that was shed also for you, you can receive the remission of sin, the forgiveness of sin, and you will be cleansed and made whole. You will be made a brand new creation in Christ Jesus, and he will come to dwell inside of you through the Holy Spirit. How wonderful that is. Well, what is the answer? Because maybe you say, like I have said in my life, and as so many say today, yes, it's very easy to say, let not your heart be troubled, but to actually not let your heart be troubled is a difficult thing. It's easy to say it. Oh, I remember if I would come to my father with a problem or with a situation, he would always say the same thing, the same advice. He would say, John, you must release it and let it go into the hands of God. If it's too big for you, if it's not in your authority or power to do something about it, then put it into the hands of God and leave it there. Well, he said it so many times that it came to a point where I would lay down all my burdens and problems and difficulties. And at the end, when he started to talk, I said, well, forget it. I don't need to hear what you have to say because I already know what you're going to say. You're going to say, let it go into the hands of God. He said, you're learning, son. You're learning. That's the way it is. Let it go into the hands of God. But it was easier to say it than to actually do it. But on the other hand, what else is there to say? What other advice can you give? You must release it. You must let it go into the hands of God. You must discipline yourself. You must call upon the Lord to help you when you are not able to let it go in your own strength. Oh, and he will help you through the Holy Spirit to release all those things into the hands of God. And so if the word says, don't let your heart be troubled, then it means don't let your heart be troubled. Oh, yes, easy to say, but what about my situation? What about my story? But still, Jesus said, let not your heart be troubled. So what's the answer? What is the secret here? He said, you believe in God, believe also in me. That's the answer. That's the secret. What's the answer? What's the secret? It's faith. Faith in God, faith in the Father, faith in the Son. You believe in God. Oh, we believe in God. We believe that he is the creator of the heavens and the earth. We believe that he is our maker and that he blew the breath of life into us. We believe that he holds the universe in its place. We believe that he is still sitting on the throne in heaven high and he rules and he has all authority and all power and he defeated the devil. Hallelujah. But Jesus said, but also believe in me. Believe in the work that I have done and accomplished for you. Believe in the blood that was shed for you. Believe in the cross where I gave my life. And on that cross, I broke the curse. I broke the chains of death. I defeated the devil. I defeated every demon. I defeated death. 
I defeated sin. I paid the price for your iniquity. I paid the price for your sins. You no longer belong to the kingdom of darkness. I brought you through my sacrifice, my perfect sacrifice. I brought you into my wonderful kingdom, the kingdom of light, the kingdom of life, the kingdom of love, the kingdom of glory, oh, the kingdom of victory. Oh, hallelujah, my dear friends, rejoice today. Don't let your heart be troubled. But how is that possible, John? Well, believe in God. Believe that he is the great I am. Believe that he still rules over the nations, that he is able to change everything in an instant, that he has a redeemer for you, his own son, Jesus Christ, who willingly came, who willingly gave his life for you, who willingly sacrificed himself upon the cross on your behalf and who paid the price for everything in your life that you might be set free. He set you free. Whom the Son sets free is free indeed. Hallelujah. Glory. Oh, believe today in the Father. Believe in the Son today. Hallelujah. Say yes and amen to this word. Yes and amen to this word in my time of trouble and suffering and pain. Oh, the Lord is saying to you, don't let your heart be troubled. But John, I want to accept that word. But how? Well, believe. Believe. Believe in God. Believe in his word. Believe in his promises. Believe in his son. Believe in Jesus Christ. Believe that he is with you today. He is with you always. Oh, many times my father would say, John, God is going to make everything wonderfully well for you. I never forget those words. And many times I hear them in my mind. And many times I have spoken them to others. And then I would say, but Papa, how? How? <laughs> we want to know the how. Oh, but Papa, when? When? We want to know the when. <laughs> Papa said, I don't know how. I don't know when. I just know he will. He will. He will make everything wonderfully well. He is well and able to do it. He has promised to do it, and he will never leave you or forsake you, but he will accomplish his purposes in your life according to his word. All say yes and amen to that today, and believe it, that God will make everything wonderfully well for you in his time, in his way. All will be made perfect, but in these times of great troubles, don't feel forsaken. Don't feel you're left alone. He is with you. Believe in the Father. Believe in the Son today. Believe in the Holy Spirit who is dwelling within you. You are a habitation of the Lord. He is with you, so be at peace. Have the joy of the Lord and know that he will bring you through this. By worrying, by being troubled, you never solve any problems. Oh, Father, I thank you today that we don't have to worry, we don't have to feel troubled, but we can feel the joy of the Lord rejoice in you, strengthen ourselves in you today. And we may know and accept that, Lord, you will make everything wonderfully well for us. Lord, bless my listener today. We believe in the Father. We believe in the Son. We believe in the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord, for all that you have done, for all that you are doing, for all that you still will do. Bless my listener today in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening to this podcast. 
Do you wish to listen to more messages? Go to themessagestation.com. Also visit us at maasbach.com.